Hi sisters, heart of a Torah woman here. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're inspired and encouraged as we dive into today's topic. May this be a blessing to you. Hi ladies, this is Sharon from Heart of a Torah Woman here. And today I have special guest speaker back, Heidi Cooper from Torah Family Living. And today we're going to be discussing preparing our hearts and our homes for Passover. And also she has a topic that she would like to talk about that I think is just amazing and that you're really going to enjoy and benefit from. But I'm going to hand it over to um, first say, hi, Heidi. It's good. <laughs> good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> um, yes. It's good to have you back. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to hand it over to you and you can let the listeners know what you'd like to discuss and go from there. Okay. Uh, first, I just wanted to say Passover is to me one of the most special feasts in the, in the feast cycle. And uh, I like to call it the intimate feast because it's that time where you just get around with your family and you're telling them, you know, the stories from Exodus. And it's just a very, it's a very intimate feast. Uh, we're blessed to be able to get together with my parents and my sister's family for our seders each year. And it's just that nice little time where you've got the kids sitting with you and able to tell them the stories. Uh, so uh, I just, it's, it's, I like Passover. It's, it's a wonderful feast. Um, and what I, what I wanted to share with the ladies today is uh the challenge of getting ready for feast days, particularly Passover, when you have any kind of physical disability mm -hmm. uh, or, or you're pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, because that has its own challenges, as we know. Uh, so I wanted to talk about some of that today. Uh, I've, I've never been an excellent housekeeper to begin with. I'm not a super clean, you know, scrubby kind of person, but I also, um, I, it might be because my family has a, a genetic disorder that uh, basically we end up with 80 year old joints when we're 20 and 30. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually ended up having two hip replacements. Uh, so I have, I have two bionic hips, my kids like to call them. Um, yeah. So, but there was a lot of pain a lot of pain in the hips. So uh, as you can imagine, it makes it difficult to get ready for dinner, let alone a feast day. Oh, yeah. So so I had to learn how to be realistic and be able to get my home ready for Passover and not completely kill myself in the process. Mm. Um, you know, because Passover is not, it's not a feast that you can just show up for on the day there's there is there's commands we're given to prepare ahead of time of course we're told to get the yeast out of our house mm -hmm. and uh that's that can be a real challenge uh so i did want to share a few a few tricks i have learned and i still use because they're they're good for anyone to use but particularly if you're really limited physically you know on what you can tackle um, the first one is I was just kind of doing the math in my head. I think we're somewhere around six weeks out, somewhere in that range from, um, from the spring feasts. So about this time is when the food no longer is allowed to leave the kitchen. Ah. And, and that does a few things. Like uh, <laughs> I, was, I was making that announcement earlier today because I, I was telling the kids what we're going to be talking about today. And I says, yeah, it's time to time to shut it down it's not leaving the kitchen so one brother chased the other one because he took a hot dog bun you know into his room <laughs> so he's like get the hot dog bun back here <laughs> but it, it does really really simplify when you do start trying to clean through a room if they're not coming right back in behind you with toast and pretzels mm -hmm. you, you stand a chance, you know? Uh, so that is, I, I try to keep it as minimal as possible throughout the year, but I'm, I'm like now, no, definitely not. You're not bringing it beyond this point, you know? <laughs> um, and, and the other thing that I will probably be doing sometime this week is I get a big, huge box and we go through the pantry. We collect all the crackers, the pretzels, the, we bake all of our own bread and things except for like the hot dog buns, you know, so we can collect everything in the big box. So when the kids want a snack, you go to the box first. So we can be clearing out the last of the, um, the yeast products um, well before Passover hits. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, thankfully we have a pretty predictable menu. So I will know at a certain point, okay, we have enough buns or whatever it might be. We buy no more so mm-hmm. that we'll run out, you know, and uh, that just, that makes it so much easier if the, if it's vis- this big, huge box and everyone knows that first, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I'm, I'm not really great at this whole, spring cleaning thing, but I try, (laughs) but my, my best advice, if you're dealing with any kind of physical issue is you just do one room. Okay. We're good. And then we'll tackle the next room, which is why, again, it's so helpful to make sure that nothing is coming in behind you. Um, I know some people have even, you know, they have little door hangers and they, you know, put them out and say, okay, this is 11 free zone, you know, which I think is super cute. <laughs> so, um, def- you definitely have to, uh, just take it a little bit at a time and start early so that you are never in a position where you're just, you know, wiped out, yep. um, big time. And I, I, I know of a woman who's, um, you know, the back problems and, you know, all these types of things that affect us. Mm-hmm. If we just pace ourselves, with a big project like this where we're expected to basically go through our whole house, you know, you got to pace yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, as far as, as far as pregnancy, I wanted to, I wanted to stress the importance of just being flexible. Um, I had, um, it was number, number six. He was, uh, he tried to come like six weeks early and that involved a hospital visit. And I was put on complete bed rest to, you know, keep him put until it was time. And this was right before Passover. We're talking maybe two weeks. Um, and I was, I was put on a bed in the corner of the living room and told not to leave. <laughs> and normally, like I said, we, we go have a, a Seder at my parents' house. And we were all set to do that. But you've, it to me, the most important thing is you keep the feast. And so you learn to be flexible. So my family shifted gears. They came and helped us finish getting the house ready. And they had the Seder literally in my living room. So I could still be on my bed and be part of it, which, you know, it was, it was a tiring day, but it was so special that they brought it right to me, you know, and um, allowed me to still take part in it without overtaxing myself. Um, because to me, we do our very best to, to prepare physically. But, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about um, preparing our hearts. Because the, the physical part, you know, it's important, very important. Because we're told, get that yeast out. But it's, it's to be a picture of you know, at the same time. So when you're not scrubbing or whatever it is, you know, that's people do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm laughing because my mom's, my mom listens to my stuff and she's always laughing because she knows I'm not a perfect housekeeper, but you know, it's okay. Um, but that we, we look inside, you know, and, and really evaluate ourselves. Um, because it's no point in, oh, I scrubbed, I got all the yeast, I did all this, I put on this amazing meal, I did. If you never took the time to look inside and look for the the yeast, the sin that's in your heart, you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Yes, and um, you know, I've I've actually made various lists to kind of help myself, guide myself. You know, have I been resentful to someone? Mm-hmm. Have I have I been acting selfishly? Am I assuming that I'm always in the right and I'm never seeing where that person was right and I was wrong? Have I apologized to someone that I hurt? It's there, you know. It's anytime we go into a feast season, that should be the the number one priority is to yes to go go inside you know i don't know if you recall that book that was written years ago the uh, my heart my heart christ home i think it was called where they actually go through your heart little house and what are you hiding in your closet and you know <laughs> and that's to me as we're cleaning our house 
and getting all the leaven out, we should be doing the same thing in our, in our hearts. Yes. Um, you know, when we're, when we're cleaning our bedroom, for example, how's my marriage? How's yep. my relationship with my husband? Yes. You know, and uh, when we're, when we're cleaning the kitchen, am I properly caring for my family? Am I feeding them spiritually as well as physically? You know, if yep. we, we use that. And I think that's part of the reason maybe y'all wants us to clean our house oh, is, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I- it gives us a, such a physical in our face uh, picture of what's supposed to be going on spiritually. Yes. And it's so easy to just clean. I've, cause I admit I've had my moments when I've done the de-leavening um, that it's just like, okay, I got to get this cleaned. And I didn't do this like for at least part of it. But like generally, whatever I'm cleaning or whatever room I'm in, I try to think about the stuff that you're describing because like okay. you know, I'm cleaning the kitchen. I think about the same things, you know, how am I serving my family? How am I loving them? How are, what's my attitude when I'm cooking? Am I being grumpy? Am I accusing of everyone of just taking me for granted? Am I being, you know, doing unloving? Yeah. No, I mean, because we, we all have our moments when we do these things. So I evaluate. Mm-hmm. And um, but I do when I'm going through and I'm getting in the nooks and the crannies and I'm cleaning, I think about, wait, where is my nooks and crannies that has these things, you know, mm-hmm. leaven, my leaven in my life, this sin, where is it? And um, I think about my growth and my character and what I need to work on, you know, am I backtracking and, you know, on whatever topic I'm thinking of, you know, am I mm-hmm. backtracking, you know, where, where do I see sin? Where do I see rebellion in my life? Um, yeah. Bad attitudes, um, anything like that. But I also very much try to also look for where have I grown? What have I done? That's actually good progress. Where am I compared to last year and the year before that or 10 years ago because like I used to only really think on what am I doing wrong and Mm. it's not that's not the whole point of it either is just like oh yeah you know you're such a sinner and you do everything wrong it's but the growth because the whole point of this is to grow for walking Mm -hmm. and doing better and um, being a bit in better service to Yah, to ourselves, to our husbands, to our children, to everybody. So I try to look at, you know, where have I grown? And it be, and am I being honest about that growth? And because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to just kind of, okay, I have all this cleaning to do. And it's such a task that it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes when you get behind, it's like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. But it's like, wait a minute, slow down. There's right. a spiritual aspect to this too. There is, there is that spiritual work to be done. Mm-hmm. And right. And I know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a, a good point though, to remember, to look for how we've actually gotten somewhere. And it's, you know, it's yeah, leading us down the right path. That's, that's an excellent point to make sure we're recognizing that at the same time. I, yeah, I, I think we don't always think of that. Now, and it's easy to not do that, but then I'm like, you know what? It's actually, I've actually done okay with that. I have more room for growth because we, everything, everywhere, there's always room for growth. It doesn't matter how good you're doing. And right. um, something else that I do that I get funny looks for sometimes because I'm willing to do this, but it, it's, it's a good thing. But um, I actually have a few trusted people in my life that I actually ask them where they mm-hmm. see that I need growth, where I might be having something that they notice about me that I maybe could be working on to adjust it, whether they've seen if I'm sharp with somebody, if I've gotten a bad attitude, if they notice if I'm complaining a lot, um, just different things that they notice about me because they know me and they're around me. And my husband is one of them. My children, I do too, but I have a couple of friends that I do. And it's like, what, where have you seen growth? Also, mm-hmm. like, what have you noticed that you've seen that I have grown in? But I also want to know, where do you see in me that I actually could use some growth? And some of it's painful, because some of it, it's like, you know what, I thought I was doing better with that. And um, I have to think about that. And I have to work on it. Sometimes if you know, um, it's not so painful, because it's like, yeah, I know I do that or whatever. And sometimes, you know, it's not as 
bad as you would expect it to be. So that's always nice. But it's yeah. I find asking other people because they actually, it's like my husband, he's like, I see that, you know. So, yeah, because, you know, they can tell some things about their wives <laughs> and them. So it's like, well, I think I'm better, but am I? And then, you know, be brutally honest. I don't know about yours, but mine is very honest and brutally oh yes oh yes there i i do appreciate i it's a it's a frustrating part but it's i also very much appreciate that i always know the where i stand the actual situation there's no guessing no. yes <laughs> you, you know good i um, i think it's a a beautiful thing how the feast cycle we have these like scheduled stops in the year to do this kind of introspection and evaluation uh, rather than we're full force ahead. Um, we got errands to run. We got this to do. We got that to do. We got to figure out what's for dinner. Uh, the feast days, they, they force us to slow down, to, to do this deeper thinking and, and evaluating. And I think that's just, that's a beautiful thing that he has given us this, this cycle where we're, we're more intimately checking in like at least three times a year, you know? And, and that's, that is a gift that, that is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, first, when you are studying, so actually, um, yeah, we can talk about this because um, we'll go into other things too. But um, I find for me, I like to read the Exodus um, account and I like mm -hmm. and wherever I can find that throughout the Bible too, because it does, there are, you know, scriptures and stories that reference it. So I try to find those mm -hmm. and I like to read the gospel accounts. So those are very important to me. Those are like a must. And I like to find um, any other verses that is throughout the whole Bible that is in reference to the Messiah. What? Mm -hmm. What do you like to look for for your study, preparing your heart for it? I, I often spend a lot of time in uh, the Psalms or the letters that give you a lot of um, action. Because I find, because to add to what you're saying, because I, I too like to be brushed up on the story um, itself, because I'm supposed to be passing that on to my children. Um, but also, yeah, I, I like to spend a lot of time in places like the, the Psalms to, uh, because to me, uh, like the Psalms, they give us the emotions behind like the commands and the and the the historical accounts which i think is to me at least i'm i'm a rather you know i think a lot through the emotions i guess you could say but um yeah i find that those can be very helpful and funny thing they also tell us a lot about the exodus story don't they yeah. <laughs> i was just thinking there's quite a few of them that uh that retell the account again yes um uh, and and another thing uh when we're, when we're teaching our children and preparing ourselves, it's, it's all about him. We're, we tell these stories so that we and our children and our children's children know who their God is. Yeah. And that's why we say, this is what he did. Yes. And we, you know, the, and we retell it every year because it's all about what he did and what he's doing. In fact, I, um, it was a, a a couple Torah portions back where Moses uh, wanted to see Yah and he put him in the cleft of the rock and went by him. Mm -hmm. And, and he says, you can see the back of me, yes. but you can't see my face or you won't be able to live. And I heard, I heard a man explain that. And obviously there's multiple ways to look at it, but what he said is how, how do we know who our God is? We can't see him. He's a spirit, but we can see what he has done. Yes. And when he said when he says when he allowed Moses to see his back, it's like look back at everything I've already done. Ah. And, okay. And I went, boom, right? <laughs> and and to to look back, he has given us a very clear history of his character, of who he is, of what he has done for his people. And then we add the Exodus account, what Yeshua did, we add to that our personal testimonies of what he has done for us. And then we, because if you, if you really look at Exodus chapter 20, what is the first command, but to believe that he is Yah and that he delivered us out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. That is, we're to know who our God is. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so so the feasts are super important because we are reminding ourselves we are teaching our children this is our god yeah he's not he's not mysterious he's not some secret he laid it all out for us yes those are yeah. good that's really really good points it's yeah amazing. when i heard that i went oh my goodness it's you know the lights come on in the head yes <laughs> I really like that because it's true. But mm-hmm. I love I love hearing different angles of seeing the same thing. That right. that's and they're right. So I, oh, I see it. You know, this is what I think of this time. And the next time you read it, oh, I didn't think about mm-hmm. it. And then the next time it's like oh, and then right. something, something you're like wow, that just pops. Out. <laughs> the light bulb goes off, and you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? But it's ah. really good. That's really. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's all about pointing back to him. And mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of this. That's why it's great to do it. I, even at my age, I'm 39 years old. And I still like doing the activities and crafts with the kids. They're mm-hmm. getting, you know, some of it, they're, you know, a little too old for now. You know what kids are like. But um, it's fun because it's activities you can do. And you find what, um, whether it's worksheets or craft or other types of activities. It's fun yeah. because you're reviewing it. That's how you teach them. That's how it comes to mind. That's how they internalize it in their own hearts so that they can take that with them later on. And then it stays with them instead of like just kind of being something you hear some people like, yeah, I was taught that when I was a kid, but I don't really remember much about it or just it really wasn't anything that really stuck with me. It didn't strike me. It didn't pierce my heart. It was just something I know. And we want it to be more than just stories. We want it more than just, yeah, the Bible says this or it's a historical account or that's um, the scripture, just from reading it, you know, you can read something right. there, but it's both, it's living. So it's ways mm-hmm. to, you know, make it pop and realize it really is a living book and it's supposed to be in your heart and stay with you. And when you do these things with our kids, it does stay with them and hopefully they continue on in their own lives when they're adults and then to their children. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it was a very good point. What was I going to say? I'm not I'm not that much older than you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um oh, oh I know I know what it was. And and again with the feast cycle happening every year, we're I mean, I, I use the word forced loosely, but in a way, you know, if we were left to our own devisings, would we really oh well I need to make sure I've taught you about the Exodus story this year. It it is it's there to like, oh, it's time and it's exciting and we build up to it. And I think that's also uh, the reason that things like the Seder meal are so hands-on and physical with the, with the pictures. Um, You know, I, I don't, every, everyone does their Seder a little different, which, which is great, but you know, we're, we're dipping the, the parsley in the salt water and tasting it. And we're eating the love, the, uh, uh, and uh, the which are very sensual, sense, sensual you know, activities where it's going to stick with us a bit more because we didn't just sit and listen to someone, you know, talk. We're right. experiencing it in like it almost like we were there, you know. But it's it's a physical, and I see that that was one of the things that really struck me when we first started keeping tour because our um we had we had four children at the time and they were all very little and what struck me is just how physical the commands are mm-hmm. uh, we we have a you know the passover seder with all of the different elements that we're experiencing as we're telling the story things like the tzitzis which uh like my my daughter would say it's a fidget toy you know it's there for us to fiddle with to remind us to obey the commands <laughs> you know everything is very physical because we are people moving in a physical world and when we can touch it and you know experience it the lessons stick with us so yeah. much longer you know yeah. and it's not just rote memory it's you actually right action involved there is like you said your senses are involved that mm-hmm. makes it so when you can see something touch something hear something taste something it's so different than if you just okay someone's reading something or speaking and right. that's it it's when you actually have an experience it um internalizes it more which is just right 
just, it's beautiful. And it's, mm-hmm. a lot, it's like that, like you said, he, it's for a reason. And like, it, we, would we really be doing these things in the same way if it wasn't part of what he's commanded of us? Probably not to the same, probably way. not no. same degree, but like no. you said, it's not, it, I use the word force too. I, I just having a conversation, like it forces you. I'm like, well, it's not really like how it sounds, but it does. It forces you to have to do mm-hmm. something. But because it, when it comes down to it, come on, we're, we're kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. We, I, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I, we're kind of lazy. And if we don't have him saying, you know what, I need you to show up for this. I need you to teach your children on this day. And this is the story. It would be easy to get really sloppy. I mean, it it would. That's, and he knows that about us. That's why he set it up the way he did. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) Humanity. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. Oh, that, that was a good laugh, but you're, you're absolutely right. And, um, I also like to try to find other things that um, other people have written. You know, I like to listen to podcasts. Sometimes I don't do it for long periods because sometimes it just depends if I can actually listen to something um, mm-hmm. or if I reading it is easier or if some listening to it's easier at that time than it is reading it. It's so weird how things are like that, depending on what you're doing. Um, right. But I liked it. And now I actually have a different... Um, uh, earphones, which is really nice. Cause I don't like earbuds. They actually really bother my ears, but I found ones that, um, actually fit better. The one year they bother me, but, um, I noticed if I put in my left ear, it's actually better. And I don't like wireless things, but I have to admit these ones are wireless and I like the ability to be able to put it in. Move around and, yeah. <laughs> phone is with me or have a long cord or something. I hate that, but right. I- I'm like, I really want to try this. And, but, um, so, and they're nice because, um, I'm so, I'm very, uh, petite and I'm very tiny and I'm very short. Um, there's plenty that are shorter than me, but I'm short and petite. So often things don't fit me right. And it's very annoying, but so I have this kind that it's very soft silicone and it actually wraps around your ear. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it doesn't fall out. And cause I've had that happen too, where it, it just doesn't stay. And I'm like, okay, it'll stay and it's working, but, um, I have some other nice, um, actual headphones that are coming for this. That makes it nice. But, um, anyways, I'm digressing, but it's, it's <laughs> nice to be able to do those things. So like mm-hmm. I find a podcast that discusses things. Cause this is where I was going with that, that, right. um, going to make it easier now that I'm going to have those because then I can put my phone down and when I'm washing dishes or um, working on a task that I just don't want want or can't have my phone necessarily right next to me um, right listen because it's handy um, listen to that and do that and then it's not playing loud so everyone in the house can hear it so I can hear it um, right and, and uh, yeah just to go off of that I think it's important especially as the mom we keep, uh, we keep learning new things. Uh, we keep feeding ourselves with knowledge and wisdom and, uh, whether it's, yeah, podcasts or reading or whatever, whatever works, because we can't, we can't pass anything on to our children if we don't have anything new coming in. So, so I agree. I, my advice would be as you are, as you are cleaning and getting ready physically, uh, that, that along with our personal evaluations that we're learning something new to be able to share. And yeah, that's a, that's a great idea to be able to be listening to things as you're doing all that scrubbing, right? (laughs) When you can't find things that actually fit and these, and, and, the ones that I had before, they hurt. So it's like, I, I don't want to do that. It actually hurts my ears. So I'm like, These right. fun. I can put it in my left ear and it doesn't bother me for the most part. So I, I discovered that. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to try it the other side. And it was okay. And it's like, yeah, I can do this. I can go wash the dishes. I can clean up. I can move things. Yep. And I can actually have something going. And it's really nice because like you said, it gives you a way to get gain more knowledge or even to review something or just kind of... Uh, um. I actually downloaded recently an app that um, is an audio Bible. So I mm-hmm. really like that. Years ago, I had the, a whole set. And it's funny because I got it from the dollar um, store. And 
it was actually much more expensive than a dollar because each disc was a dollar and there was like 20 something of them at least. So there was a lot of them. And I used to put those discs in and I would just be like, okay, I want to listen to this, you know, right now. And I would listen to the audio Bible. And it was really nice to be able to do that. So even just something like that, where you put an earbud in or a headset and listen to scripture, because that's filling right. your mind with his word. So mm-hmm. I like exactly. That. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and there was um a couple other couple other things that we do. Um to keep it, to keep the Seder, um, the Seder itself manageable. Um, we, we have a, at point, we have a pretty well-established menu. We have beef stew in a crock pot. We have flatbread, um, so that we can put all of our energy into the Seder itself. And then we're not getting up and fixing a full meal. Um, it's just basically, okay, we got spoons in all the bowls and, you know, everybody dish up, which is nice. Um, and then we have, we've collected things over the years. Um, when the kids were little, they, uh, they drew pictures of the Exodus story and I laminated them for placemats with everybody's name on them. Mm-hmm. So that's our place, um, our place cards. Uh, so everyone knows where they're sitting. Cause there's, Oh, let me see how many kids are at our Seder now. Fifth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everybody has their spot. I have collected some children's books about Passover that it's, it can be fun to, they're, they're cute stories. And so I read them out loud to everybody, you know, just while we're finishing up the last few things to get ready for the Seder, I'm cute little, you know, Passover stories to the kids. So just little things like that, that you can collect a little at a time. And I actually have, um, I have some fabric boxes up on a shelf in my laundry room and they're labeled for each feast day. And these little things that, that you collect that aren't fancy, aren't expensive, but you know, over time you, you know, the kids make a decoration or you've got a little book, it goes in the Passover box. And then we pull that down you know, ahead of time and we've got everything ready. So we, we don't have to start from scratch every year, which I think is nice. Um, it just, another thing that makes it easier physically to be able to keep the feast, anything that keeps things streamlined Mm -hmm. and that you're not having to reinvent the wheel every year, you know, so you can enjoy the feast itself, which I think is the whole point, you know, (laughs) um, Last year, I actually found, I actually on Pinterest, I had seen an idea of taking red fabric and mm-hmm. draping it over your doorway. Yes. I actually found last year, um, it's not, it's three meet, three yards, so it's like nine feet, and uh, it's really nice. It's, it's a pretty red, but what's interesting about this fabric is, and it's just basic cotton fabric, but... What's interesting about this one is it actually looks bloodstained, but it's like, I'll have to send you a picture at some point. It's really pretty because when I was looking at it, I'm like, this actually looks like it's bloodstained, but it doesn't look like gross. It doesn't look unbecoming or anything like that. It's actually really nice. And so we drape it up in our um, main um, doorway to go in and out of the hallway. That's uh, how you go to go outside um, through the front door. You wind up passing through that door a lot. So we drape it um, over it and um, it was really nice. And that's a night, we left it up all week. And it's a nice reminder because you inevitably, when you see that, you think of all. That's right. And it every single time. And uh, treats is another thing that we really like. Um, I have actually a binder that over the last man 15 over 15 years where I've collected um unleavened bread recipes and it's all recipes it's not just like matzo crackers it's right every meal something for every meal all kinds of treats um crispy stuff um crunchy stuff hard stuff soft and one of our favorite things and it's so funny because this is the uh, they, they got me to make it once, I think, throughout this past year off season because they love it that much. So they, <laughs> but it, it's nice because it's um, unleavened toffee, but it's got a chocolate topping on it. Oh, chocolate on it. And it's it's um, soft. But you put like Hershey's um, 
chocolate on and it melts but we decided to do experiment and try andy's candies chocolate oh my (laughs) really good (laughs) we go through so much of that like before passover even comes my husband says do you got the chocolate do you got enough chocolate do you have enough (laughs) and we do so much of it that it's like I, i make a couple of batches at once now because before it was like every day i was making it and I have other things I want to make too, but it's nice because when you have that unleavened bread, it also um, reminds you of mm-hmm. literally taking, um, it makes me think of like taking the law and internalizing it. Mm. There's a whole lot of like spiritual things that I think about, but every time you bring it in, it makes you think of all of this, the exodus and sin and what he's done for us, uh, whether um you know, what he did for uh, taking the Israelites out of Egypt, but also for us individually. And in order to um, follow him, we need to be obeying his 10 commandments. We need to be coming out of sin. We need to be following his law. And it's like a way to think, okay, I'm eating this. And I I actually, when we've taught our children to think like this too, of think of his law, think of what he's done for us. Think of um, the Exodus, think of what Yeshua did for us and what all of this means every time you have unleavened bread and we try to have it um regularly every day so it's a constant thing throughout the feast too because now it's habit for us we think of those things whenever we eat it right right again with that the physical teaching us the spiritual right mm-hmm. yeah it's in it's and it's yummy so it's like <laughs> but it's so much of that that it's like they probably would live off of that the entire week if they were allowed (laughs) it's it's good yeah yeah and it's it's nice how over time we we build up these little you know traditions that uh that are teaching us things but yeah they become these little these little family things that um that we really look forward to you know that are making the feast that much more special and something that is anticipated you know which is uh which is helps you I think too when you've okay I've got to I've got to sprinkling the house but I'm really looking forward to you know the traditions that we've connected to the feast days too which which helps mm-hmm. and it's fun and it's ways to make it yeah. um, look look at all the celebrations all throughout the bible that we're supposed yep. that it was celebrations there's nothing wrong with it we're supposed to celebrate and right. find make it enjoyable and fun and a celebration and it's funny because some of it you don't even intend for it to turn into traditions and celebratory it's just i'm going to try this and then next thing you know now it's a tradition right how it turns into that which is just it's good and it also um brings it in a more appealing way to the youth so that it is just as not just as where it makes it so they don't necessarily view the glitz and the glam as the world of the world is so desired mm-hmm. and oh, right. this is, I mean, we don't do anything. Not that that's the only reason why you do this, but where they can see the good from it. They can see the, how happy of a, um, this way is and how much of a good thing it is to follow Yah and to follow the example of Yeshua and to, um, follow his commands. Right. Right. And, Fun and not that that's why you know you don't do it um for only those reasons but when you can make it and show that this is better than the world yeah you know there is we don't do certain things but you know what their life is out the world it's broken and we right. live in the world the, but the trade-off he- is the trade-off is amazing when you when you see the we've given up some things but what we get in place of it better right right way better and you can just and there's nothing wrong i've known i've known people that like oh no we can't we got to do it just like this like this and then it's just like but there's nothing wrong it's celebrations it's it's a good thing make it time and fun and dance have fun Mm -hmm. oh yes supposed to he did this their feasts their feasts for also that word is so loaded it's a supposed to be a good grand time yep so there's it's but (laughs) but uh, so is there anything else you want to add to for preparing hearts i think i think i'm out for the moment (laughs) i think 
good ground here today. Yeah, I, I hope it will be helpful. I hope so. I have one more point that um, I'd like to say, which I've kind of already touched on this, basically, but um, it's at the in a different spot. So noticed it again. But like when I'm cleaning, though, um, whatever I'm cleaning when I'm going through the house and um, as I'm doing it, I try to think about how whatever the activity I'm doing, whether it's cleaning out the closet, cleaning out cabinets, um, actually trying to get in the corners of whatever or a drawer or whatever I'm doing, I try to think how it applies to sin in my life. Because some places are kind of, if you, certain uh, areas, like we have one closet that is deep. Um, Some cracks, you know, when you're trying to get stuff out of it are shallow. Some are you know, wider and some are deeper. Some are, some spots are like, you know, in the dark that you got to, you know, whether it's a closet or something else, you know, you got to get in there and there's more space in there and stuff you don't generally get to see. So like thinking about, okay, what might not be on the surface of my character that I want to change? What is deeper that I need to address or at least think about, because even if it's not a problem, it's still good to think on these things to keep it from being a problem. True. Trying to just look at um, and thinking about ways to um, how I would approach getting rid of it, because some things to get rid of, um, you know, the leaven is very easy. Some things to get rid of a certain sin is easy. Others, you have to scrub that leaven out or scrub that gunk out or whatever it is. And just like with sin in our lives, you really have to scrub and work hard at getting that out because it's more ingrained in us or it's a bigger root rooted problem within us. So I try to think of whatever it is that I'm working on, uh, how that applies to where sin might be in my life. So whether it's shallow or deep or really deep internally, or just kind of something that I'm doing that I just kind of need to be like, all right, stop doing that. And it's not a big deal. Others are a little bit harder to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Right. I try to approach it like that and engaging the kids. That's another one. Getting the kids to help take care of all of this and giving them tasks and uh, having them go through the exercise too. Like our kids, uh, since they were little, they took care of their rooms. That was once they could, uh, they were old enough to help. And every year, you know, they got to do more and now they do their rooms. That's their responsibility. Mm -hmm. They need to do their own introspection. Right. Right. Rest of the house too. But, you know, obviously I'm not going to make the kids do all of it, (laughs) but their rooms (laughs) responsibility right (laughs) uh and it is about upon us i was just thinking wow it is march we're coming up coming up fast yep it is where i was just thinking that too where did it's march that's it it just goes by so fast it's hard to believe and it's like passover season is here and i keep saying i'm gonna write down i'm gonna start this this week but now that it's the beginning of march now i'm gonna start what I need to be doing. I've been already doing like the introspection that I've been doing for a little while um, more than usual. Cause it's stuff that we should be, we should always be like introspecting, Mm -hmm. thinking about ourselves and thinking things that we can change. But obviously this time of year, it's a bigger, deeper exercise. Exactly. I recently started doing that, but I got to get to the house, which is (laughs) fun. But at this time, sometimes it's like, this is a task. What can I do differently? So it doesn't um, I don't feel like I'm scrambling at the end either. Cause I right. do like you said, where it's like, you just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I got all this to do. And I don't like that either. It's not as it's, it's not quite as pleasant and as helpful to the brain when you have to rush right. so starting in advance. And it, it depends on the size of your house. Cause we've had tiny apartments where we, I've had to do it and it wasn't so bad, but now we're, and we, um, now where we are is much bigger and it definitely takes a bit longer than when you have a tiny apartment. And now, and that when I, we took over the whole house, I'm like, now I understand why some people started much sooner than I did and did it um, a different approach because it was just, they had a much bigger house than us. Mm-hmm. It takes longer, the more space that you have. That's something yes, you it- know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The person. Twice a year, I purge our stuff. And this, I do it around now for Passover season. And I do it for the season of Feast of Tabernacles too, right before about that time. And uh, it's like, you know what? This I can get rid of all this stuff. 
and it's perfect for that because my husband was actually said a couple of years ago he goes we were talking about how we actually kind of are, are curious if this is where spring cleaning came from like that exactly yeah yeah I think that's a, a pretty logical conclusion that that's that makes sense to me too yeah so do you have anything else that you'd like to add Oh, I, I, I think we've, we've covered it well. I think so. Yeah. Do you have anything for uh, disability? I know I understand what you're talking about because actually I was bedridden with both kids, but yeah, she actually was preemie and I was in the hospital during Passover and the, I think the whole feast. Right. Right. no, I missed some of it because I was at the Ronald McDonald house. So it just, it wound up being a very different time for me that at that point, but I actually wound up missing the uh, uh, Passover at that time. Cause we wound up doing the second one. Um, my husband, ah, he didn't mm-hmm. do it at church um, that we were in at the time. He actually didn't then so that we could do it together because that was just a very um, yeah. Preterm stuff. And when you're in the hospital and then have a baby in the hospital, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, blessing because at, two months early. Um, wow. she, yeah, she, I had her at 32 weeks and five days and my water wow. one weeks. And, uh, that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was a stressful time. And that was a very mm-hmm. interesting time, but considering she was only in the hospital nine days. Wow. If, if you saw her, her, she's gotten, now she's as big as I am, but when she was little, she was tiny and you, mm. oh, she was a big baby. She was actually almost five pounds. And wow, she was, she did not look like a preemie. She looked like a mini newborn, and, but yeah. And I, wow. actually, I saw a baby that was, uh, the, uh, that, that little one's eyes were still closed. And um, mm. yeah, it was, I think uh, seeing, but it, it opened your eyes in a big way. And seeing it at that time of the year was even like during Passover season actually impacted me a lot more too and Mm -hmm. uh, just seeing the miracles at that point because yeah if you see a baby that tiny at that gestate I don't know what it was but it had to have been somewhere in the 20s and for gestation when it was born and it was it was um, sad but amazing to see something like that and it makes you look at life differently and then having a baby in the NICU too but you know hey yeah blessed us and uh, she was only in hospital nine days but that year I uh, didn't was the only year that we didn't do Passover on the first one. Well, you had a good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But but we had a blessing because like I said, she was only in the hospital nine days. Right. Right. Early, that's pretty good. So that was an interesting time, but I understand the bed rest part. I totally, because I had, I was on bed rest at 28 weeks for her. And uh, that's when I got put on bed rest. But when you have a four-year-old and your husband has to work, you still kind of have to do certain things. Yep. Really difficult. But we did it. And I definitely handled Passover differently that year. The cleaning. Yeah. It just, it just didn't get done the same. And it was okay because it just, it couldn't. And it was for a good reason. Right. And you can't beat yourself up over it either because it's easy. Right. Right. Again, the important thing is at the end of the day, when you've done what you could, just show up for that feast. Yep. Yep. And he is merciful and understanding. So he knows we're human. Yes. Our situation. So. Right. But all right. So um, now what was the name of that book again that you mentioned? I I think it's I'm trying to remember. I've seen a copy of it recently. It's something like My Heart Christ Home. Um, But it's this little book and um, they they compare just what we've been talking about is we're going through cleaning our home room by room that you're thinking about what takes place in that room. And is he welcome in that part of your life? Uh, what's going, for example, your marriage or your diet or your work or, you know, the, the closet and they compare it to, um, spiritually what's happening in your life. And is he welcome there? If he showed up and, you know, in your heart was your house kind of thing. Would you let him see what's in that room? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's an interesting little, little book. I haven't read it in a long time, but it's the, the picture of our heart in our house kind of being the same, you know, I think is very helpful this time of year. I think that's, I'm so glad you brought it up. I actually wrote it down because I'm going to look it up after because mm-hmm. I, it's really nice to be able just to look at stuff like that, read it 
internalize it. And, right. you, you know, I, I just, I think it's great because then it's lessons. It's nice to get other ideas like that because then if you, whatever you can implement that will work for you. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have to do what everybody else does to prepare because we're all different. So right. I'm, I've, we don't have to take on everything that everybody else does, but if you can find something that works for you, that's awesome. And I right. love share and I love when others share because it's like, I didn't think of that. That's an awesome idea. So, but um, right. do you want to again, give your website? It's not going to cut on on us this time. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, my website is www.torahfamilyliving.com. And I have, I have, Uh, blog posts on Passover, um, quite a few things that I think people will find helpful there. Uh, Again, it's TorahFamilyLiving.com, just so you get it in the right order. Where can people find you? I am on Telegram and the TorahNetwork.com, and I use the Torah Family Living handle pretty much everywhere I go, so you can find me there. That's where I hang out the most. It. That sounds good. Well, thank you. All for right. It's great to talk again, and I can't wait for the next time. This was all right. Fun. So we'll um. Um. So thank you so much for coming on again, and I think this it was a great episode. And um. I don't know where that went. <laughs> so funny. Um, I can't find it. What I was. I, I have a I wrote on <laughs> we're moms it's okay <laughs> me notes that I think I did it in a way that it wound up um messing me up which is so funny see it happens to all of us it does it does <laughs> glad you came on today and I'm sure this is going to help many and you bring it up you wanting to talk about the disability um modifications for dealing with these things is just right. fantastic because people don't think about it and it includes pregnancy it includes mm-hmm. aches, it includes back problems it includes something like what you've had and more you know so it I exactly think, so i thank you for coming on today and um <laughs> this is sharon from heart of a torah woman and um thank you uh heidi cooper from torah family living for coming on today and uh until next time thank you All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today, sisters. I hope you enjoyed listening in. Don't forget to check out my website, heartofatorahwoman.wordpress.com. I can also be found on Facebook and the Torah Network and Telegram. Until next time. Thank you.